everybody. Welcome back to the Huh Podcast. We are excited to be here with you. This is episode 27, and we are really looking forward to getting into uh, a great discussion. We've got uh, Garrett, Micah, which is me, and we've also got Christian. Uh, Christian is uh, on That's Zoom with location. us. Yeah, yeah. Christian is at an undisclosed, undisclosed, indisclosed. Which is it? Undisclosed. Undisclosed. Christian is at an undisclosed location um, on Zoom with us today. Um, I think he's actually would be allowed to go out in public again now, right? Yeah, I'm actually. I, I possibly got exposed, so I had you know quarantine yeah. seven days. But he's extra. He's extra careful, so he wanted to finish out today uh, on Zoom, and we appreciate that. He cares about our safety, so. Um, yeah, so excited to be back. We're talking today about um, justification of faith. We are looking into uh, scripture. Uh, I'm going to talk about justification. I'm going to talk about faith. I'm going to talk about works and how all of those go together. Garrett uh, is now enjoying his lees uh, as he's finishing up his lunch. So This is like becoming a common theme I that I eat lees while yeah. doing this podcast. Yeah, well, you know, it's always good to just be like, this, you know, sometimes we get real serious on this podcast, but it's always mm. good to be reminded that Thursdays, we're just a bunch of goofy, like mid twenty year olds. That Thursdays are the day that I write out my sermon manuscript, and so like if I don't get it done by twelve, I usually am doing up until I um, come here, so yeah. I don't get time to eat lunch. Yeah. Hey, unpopular opinion. Have we talked about this? Lee's is not that good, dude. I don't like Lee's. Garrett <laughs> loves it. I um, like it. It's not. It's oh, obviously well. not the best chicken. It's just the only chicken around That's here. That's true. We don't have any <laughs> hey, options, really. I mean, you say Lee's not good in Campbellsville, people go start fighting you. Really? Really? Yeah, like, I mean, people love Lee's in Campbellsville. Mm. And I'm just like. Now, I will say the Lee's uh, buffet, while you kind of feel like it might not be sanitary, um, <laughs> it's kind of got that, like, it's kind of got that uniqueness that, like, there's nothing that really matches it, you know? So it's like. Um, KFC. Now, the one back home, my. Well, I say back home in Mount Sterling, the Lee's is a little bigger than the one here. And so their buffet had a lot more options. Uh, and all I, I probably had it seriously in the, what, 18 years I lived there. I probably had it five times, uh, the buffet. So, like, I didn't eat it a lot. So it was kind of like a cool experience. But you know what um, I want to try? They do have one here. I've had it here once. I want to try Popeye, Popeye's new chicken sandwich. Yeah. I want to see. I love their ad. We're not, not Popeyes, sponsored not by Lee's or Popeye's. Um, I'm Just talking about. Um, I meant to say KFC. Zaxby's. Have mm. you seen that sign that Zaxby's have? Their their yeah. advertisement is What's the it? war isn't over. What's it called? Oh. What's that sandwich called? I've seen it. I think it's just their chicken sandwich. There's a, they I said their their advertisement mm. is the war isn't over between the chicken. between the Popeyes and yeah. Chick Fil A. Um, yeah, I just think Chick Fil A superior. So Chick Fil A service. I will would drive, always be superior. I will drive to Somerset to get Chick Fil A over eating at Lee's, which is one mile from my house. So, um, I just, I don't know, something about Lee's when I get done eating it, I just kind of feel like I need to like go run like 10 miles. Cause I just feel like I just ate something that might just kill me right there. Possibly because there's so much salt in it. That's what I mean. You just got to drink just so much water. Feel bloated after. Yeah. And like, hey, hey, let me give you one word to describe Lee's slimy. Yes. <laughs> slimy. slimy. Over salty. I think their chicken is just slimy. I can see That's that. why I don't like it. Yeah. I love their potato wedges, though. Hmm. Man, we're well, well, hey, hey, <laughs> yeah. maybe not slimy. Maybe I should say soggy. Yeah, okay. yeah I, I can get on board with that. that. I can yeah, see soggy. That. It's <laughs> deep fried so long it becomes soggy. I don't know. Weird. We probably Good stuff. Uh, yeah, chicken. Get off the chicken. Uh, and, let us uh, know. Leave us a review. Uh, like always, we ask you to leave us a review, good or bad. Let let Christian know if he uh, is the worst podcaster of all time or not. And um, subscribe to us. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. And tell us what kind of chicken and then, you like. Yeah, to. throw in your review. We'll know what episode you wanted to review with because you'll tell us what your favorite chicken place is. It can be local. It can be not local. Whatever. Whatever Who your wins favorite. in your mind of the battle of the chicken sandwich? Yeah. Or if you're the Nugget Nation, like me, if you're on Team Nugget Nation nugget and you, Nation. you only get nuggets, um, I have a shirt that says that. So. Uh, from Sunday Cool, uh, chicken nuggies. where your favorite place is to get chicken. So leave us that review. We appreciate those reviews. Um, just like anything that we do, we're trying to advance the gospel as best we can. And we uh, have been working at that through the podcasting world. Uh, and there's a lot of other great ones out there. So um, just help us to be a part of that by giving us a review and subscribing so other people can find us and hear more about Jesus. So yeah, justification of faith. We took a little detour there for the chicken uh, sandwich route, and that's all right. Um, do you say route or route? <clears throat> route. I would say route, unless I'm saying a specific 
root, like if I'm talking about root 66, I'd say root 66. But if I'm going that route, mm. I say route. What about you, Christian? Route. Michelle. You say route. Would you say route 66? Mm. Of course, the song makes me think of route 66 because that's, well, that's probably why I say route 66. I don't know. I feel like I'd say route 66. I, <laughs> I say route. Anyway. Um, yeah, justification of faith. So Garrett, what is justification? What does it mean? Um, so justification is actually a, it would be a, um, a term of, a term of law. Um, so picture a court room scene and the judge looks at you and says, this is your punishment, but you are justified because you have done the time of your crime so yeah. like in order to be justified if, if you're guilty of if you're guilty of um something and you you're sentenced to serve five years you're justified by serving five years your mm. your punishment once your punishment is up you are free from your crime your guilt is over um so to become justified is the statement that you are <clears throat> you you are essentially redeemed you are um set free from your 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 punishment is over you're not getting um i i guess the the best way to understand it in terms of faith is our punishment is is hell is separation from god because of our sin to be justified of that punishment is to say we either serve the punishment in that we are separated from god or we are justified upon something else um, for it instead. So <clears throat> we either are justified by righteousness, by maintaining cleanliness, by maintaining the law, by, by um, upholding the characteristic of God in all of our actions. Or as Paul says, we're not justified by righteousness. We're not justified by works, but we're justified by faith, mm. meaning we are we our, our punishment is not received. Um, we're justified because of what we believe. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that would be kind of justification is, is a, a term from a court of law. Um, so when you picture it, you got to kind of picture it in the terms of balancing out punishment and, um, and our actions. But you would say justice, <laughs> if we're looking at um, justification, is that you have been made right. Does that sound right? Yeah. So if you are if you are justified you've been made right. Um justice is the action of making someone right. Justified is the past tense of justice. And justice is um future or present tense. Justified is past tense. You've been made right. Justice is the process of making it right. Mm-hmm. So um, what's the future tense? Get justice. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, how that work? But to be justified means to be set right by faith. Um, So to be kind of to um, yeah, to be set right by faith, I think would be the best best terminology. Think about. I know. I know. Garrett's a big superhero uh, nerd, and uh, I am too. And my God, do you like superheroes? I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I watch like the movies, yeah, but like right. I don't read the comics and well, have action you, figures. You guys remember the Justice League, right? I have no idea who that is. I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. I'm like, like, so, yeah. <laughs> I have like 45 <laughs> comic books from Justice League alone. So this is crazy. If there's any young kids out there watching this, this makes me feel. I'm only 24, but this makes me feel really old. The Justice League. I remember um, when I was in elementary school, we didn't have satellite TV. Uh, we didn't even have cable. So the Justice League would come on Cartoon Network. And I remember calling my grandmother, my Nana, and I'd say, Nana, can you record the Justice League episode um, and mail it to me? So she would literally uh, take, um, shoot, I don't even remember what they're called. What, what, what were, what were VHS? Were yeah, she would take a VHS, <laughs> would record Justice League and mail it to me so I could watch it. Um, that's crazy. That's I crazy. remember... We we used to record Gunsmoke on VHS. Oh my, I've never watched Gunsmoke. And there was one time that we had a recording of the Lone Ranger 
on VHS and one of my parents recorded Gunsmoke over the recording of the Lone Ranger. And I was so mad because I loved the Lone Ranger and I couldn't watch it anymore because um, Gunsmoke was recorded over top of it. It was rough back in the day. Yeah, but I brought up, actually, I actually brought up Justice League for a reason. Uh, you know, I think about the Justice League, you think about Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and John and Green Lantern. You think about those uh, superheroes. Uh, and their whole point is they're bringing justice mm. uh, to the universe. They want to bring about what is right in their minds to what the universe is. Uh, and I kind of understood justice from the Justice League. Of, you know, they were, the, they were the good guys. They wanted to bring about what was right when the bad guys, uh, no matter what planet they were from, they wanted to bring about evil and some kind of chaos uh, upon the earth. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, um, <clears throat> I, I think that's a great example of it, that justice is, is an action and to be justified is a action that has been done for us. So if, if we are justified by ourselves, then that is an action that we have done for ourselves in order to set ourselves right. But in the terms of God, we can't justify ourselves. We can't, you know, we can't set ourselves right because it's, you know, we're, we, we can't intermediate between ourselves and God. That's just not possible. So we have to be justified by God himself. And that's why Jesus came. And we're not justified by our actions, but by his actions. And so Paul says we're justified by faith in his actions. And in this um, this doctrine, justification of faith, is, you know, we're doing this series called Overlooked, and it, you know, this is, this is one of those doctrines that I don't think is overlooked, but it's undermined, because we like to put so much stock in works, and that's not to say that Christians aren't supposed to have works, but that our justification of faith should be the most um, pertinent aspect of our of our um, worship of our faith. John Piper is a is a preacher um, and a, a well known speaker, and he says that justification of faith is paramount for pastors and and preachers and church leaders to speak on. That if we aren't preaching justification of faith, we are uh, drawing into the tendency or the slippery slope of feeding into the ideal that you're saved by your own merits, mm. which is dangerous. It's really dangerous to think, you know, that if you think you can do enough good to get to heaven or, or you think that, hey, I can make myself good because, you know, scripture talks about we're all messed up. We've all sinned. But if we ever get the misconception that, oh, hey, like, I know if I go to church, Every single time the doors are open, I know if I become a deacon, I know if I have the best Sunday school record. In fact, I even know if I get up and read my Bible every day, if I just have enough to balance the scale to justify that I'm good enough, then, then I'm going to make it in heaven. And, and when we read the scriptures, we find that that's completely inaccurate, that, that there's nothing good that we can do to earn our salvation. But yeah. it's someone else, of course, Jesus Christ, who has done it for us, which, of course, at the end of the podcast, we're going to get into more of uh, the works as we've talked about, but yeah, I think Garrett, what you're talking about, like undermined, uh, undermined is a good word, um, to describe how the church looks at justification that, that we undermine, um, that it is all of what Christ has done for us, uh, and nothing that simply we can do. Yeah. So I think the important thing we need to do in addressing this doctrine is showing the difference between faith and works, but also showing the correlation. Because um, we, we, have, we often have two different places in the New Testament that these two um, ideals are addressed. Paul talks about justification specifically in Galatians 3, but James talks about the emphasis of works of faith within his letter. And so a lot of times I think we have this tendency to um, to raise one up over the other and say, well, because of justification of faith, I can do whatever I want as long as I believe Christ did what he did. Mm. Or James, we say, well, faith has nothing to do with it. I know Jesus 
pave the way, but everything I do afterwards depends on, on um, my salvation. And so we have to find the common ground between the two in order to understand what both Paul and James were talking about. And so in, in Galatians, this, the part that we see justification of faith, Paul is writing to the Galatian church. And I like to say that in Paul's letter to the Galatian church, he wrote this letter with the caps lock he pressed down the entire time. Like this is Paul's angry letter. Um, in every other le letter that Paul writes to churches, there's a welcoming and a greeting and like a thank you. In Galatians, Paul just gets straight to the point. He's like, ah, you all don't even deserve a greeting. Like you all don't deserve a Thanksgiving. I'm just, <laughs> I'm not happy with you all. And the reason he's not happy with them is, is what he, he opens with is, or in chapter three, he, he says, you foolish Galatians who has cast a spell on you before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. I only want to learn this from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? So he's upset primarily because these Galatians have turned from Christ back into a commitment full out on the law. Everything they believe that that works is what is bringing them salvation is and, and Paul is not having it. And so what he then goes on to say is um, he, in verse three says, are you so foolish after beginning by the spirit, you are now finishing by the flesh. Did you experience so much for nothing? If in fact it was for nothing, he, he, he says, so then <clears throat> does God give you the spirit and work miracles among you by your doing works of the law? Or is it by believing in what you heard? just like Abraham, who believed God, and it was credited to him for righteousness. Okay, so what, what Paul is saying, he's comparing Abraham to Christians, where he's saying, our faith is what justifies us. As, as Christians said, our faith is what makes us right, not our actions. Um, and so in order to kind of understand what Paul's saying, we have to look back on, on this reference that he's making to Abraham on, on Abraham. And that's um, coming from Genesis chapter 15, when, when Abraham believes that he's going to have a child and God credits it to him as righteousness. Um, are we, we all tracking along here? Yeah. Um, yeah. That, yeah, that passage of scripture. I'm still here. And, and, and Genesis with, with Abraham is, it's something that shows us the power of faith because what is happening is Abraham is 90. How old is he at that point? 99 years old um, in Genesis 15 and older his, than me, his wife is 89 or 90. And, and God says, you all are going to have a baby. And <laughs> Abraham says, okay. With, with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so God, it says there in, in Genesis 15, six, that, um, God credited to Abraham as righteousness. His, God credited his faith as righteousness. So he said, he looked at Abraham's faith and belief that God was going to do what he said. And he says, you're righteous because of your faith. And Paul is comparing and he's saying, you know, we're not righteous because of how holy we are. We're not righteous because of what we do in accordance to the law. We're righteous because of what we believe Christ did. And that's the foundation. That's he's angry with the Galatians because they're acting contrary to that. And so, you know, the question is, how are we acting as a church today? Are we acting contrary? Are we acting similarly, similarly to the Galatians, or similarly, similarly? Man, I tell you, I am butchering that word. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Similarly, so oh, Abraham. similarly, sim are sim. Oh, <laughs> just say um, similar, similarly, similarly. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> I'll tell you what, I would just not use that word if I was you. I would move on, and, and I'd find I'd, right now I'd Google synonyms of similarly, similarly, and I would. Stick Similar. to those. Similarly. Hey, hey Garrett, try to use similarly Similar. in your sermon five times Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I need you to work that day. into your sermon. Um, I don't know. I, I can't. Is there any other, is there any words you all can't say? There's like a bunch of them apparently I can't say. Um, I can't say, I can't say similarly. Uh, that's a tough one for me. Um, Particularly is hard. Similarly. That one's a, that one's a hard one. What did you say, Christian? Yeah. Particularly. 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 
Yeah. There are a lot of words in the English language that you really just got to like go syllable by syllable. Have you ever had it where you look at a word and you're like, that ain't right. You're like, that's not how All the time. Or if I say it over and over, I'm like, that's not a word. I'm like, yeah, but it is. But like, it can't be a word. It doesn't sound like it. Uh, yeah, words are hard on the JCC podcast we do here with our staff. That's our slogan. Words are hard. Because uh, about every other sentence, uh, one of us screws up a word, much like similarly. Um, and we we also have a hard time saying words. So it's all right. So we can adopt that, that phrase for today for Garrett. Words are hard. Hey, for all of our listeners, we know. We, you know, you think you're by yourself, but we know that you're practicing that word. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. You're in the car driving to work right now, and you're saying, looking in the mirror, similarly, sim- similarly, Simu- similarly. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Similarly. Yeah. You know, hey, I think, uh, I think what's hard. Garrett was talking about, you know, Abraham. He he, he believed God, and God counted um, to him as righteousness. And uh, but what's hard with justification is that it's not earned through our works. And I think this is so hard for our culture and just for us because we feel like we have to earn everything. Mm. Um, you know, even American like, dream. Right. Hey, think about this. Like, even if, um, like, if one of you guys came to help me, even though we're all good buddies, deep down inside, like, if you came and helped me, let's say when I was moving, deep down inside, I felt like I would have had to do something to to earn your help. Um, gotta give so the pizza. Try to repay you with money or pizza. Or are you, are are you saying that you're upset at us that we didn't help you move? Hey, all I'm saying is, <laughs> <miss you. laughs> that's, that's is that similar similarly to what what you're meaning or similar similar. Very very similar. But no, finish your point. Though. I mean, yeah, no, I just think it's hard that. Um it's justification is hard for us because it's not earned and we feel like we have to earn everything or we think somebody's given to, if we don't feel like we earn it, we feel like somebody's trying to take advantage of us. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if somebody's yeah. just given to us, sometimes we feel like kind of suspicious, like, all right, well, what are they going to ask for in return? Yeah. Yeah. What do you need from me? Yeah. You know, it's like those people like, Hey, uh, Hey, I got you this. Uh, I got you some lunch today. All right. What do you need me to do? You know? Yeah. 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 But with yeah, God, like quid pro quo, yeah. Yeah, but with God, it's like he, th- this, there's this justification that He's made us right, but we didn't have to do anything to earn it. And I think it's hard to understand that. And, and I don't think we'll ever fully be able to understand that as humans. But I don't know how, how do we get over that? You know, um, how do we get over that hump of of trying to understand that justification is not earned when we feel like we have to earn everything in our cult, in our culture? I think a big big thing we got to keep in mind is the relationship between justification of faith and working in our faith. You know, when we, when we see James and Paul and what they say on these two things, when we see the commonality between them and don't just say, just don't jump the gun and say, well, James talks about works and Paul talks about faith. So they're contradiction, contradicting each they other. They support each other. Yeah. They support each other. They don't contradict each other in the slightest. And in fact, there's um, <clears throat> there's a uh, a church father named um, <laughs> Bede Bade. I don't I don't know exactly how to pronounce his name. What's his middle um, name? Shimmerler. Just Bade. Yeah, Shimmerler. <laughs> um, he he states his opinion is that James is writing his epistle in order to kind of make cl- more clear what Paul's doctrine is. Paul is known in in the early times for being someone that spoke in ways that was hard to understand. And so if like you're, if you read Paul's letters and you're like, I don't know what this guy's talking about, just know that you're not alone, that even the early Christians saw that. And, and Bade, for I do not do what I want to do, but yeah, I- <laughs> yeah. Romans is tough. And so Bade is saying, you know, even James, this, this other epistle, this other, um, writer of epistles, he's having to write back in this time in order to make clear the fullness of what Paul is saying. And so James isn't writing to contradict Paul, but to make Paul more clear. You want to know an interesting uh, hum moment about James? Uh, let's hear it. His name is not James. Yamas? No, it's Jacob. Oh, my middle name's James. So um, so anybody that was named... It's not Jacob. It's not Jacob. My middle name's James, not yeah. Jacob. So, but for some reason, not for some reason, um, the name James... And um, whenever we translated Latin to English, 
um, the common name of that time for James, the common, like everyone who was named James or Jacob went by James. And so when they put it into English, they just named it James. Or no, when they put the Greek into Latin, they just named it James. And then when they translated the Latin into English, they just kept James instead of translating it Jacob. So was Jacob's name James? No. Jacob of the Old Testament, was he James? So mm-hmm. confused. No, no. Anybody that is this is opposite named, Anyone that was named James <laughs> in the New Testament times was actually named Jacob. So you're telling me, why do we, why do we have and middle Mary names? was actually named Miriam. Why do we have middle names? Does that mean that? So, so it actually would be Jacob and John, the son of Zebedee? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Jacobus, actually. Jacobus. Jacobus. Mm-hmm. Sons of thunder. That's what I'm going to name my firstborn son, Jacobus. Yeah. That's actually pretty good. Why do we have middle names? Does that mean now? Is that like a social security thing? Like, I think do we it have has to have something to name? do with our Christian name, doesn't it? Like back in the day, you were... You're, you changed your name when you became a Christian. Does that have anything to do with the middle name? I don't I know. I didn't even know that was a thing. I have no idea. I didn't even know I, people changed their name. Uh, when they became yeah, that thing. was like in the medieval times. Uh, you, when you, when you, that started with a lot of the, the popes that whenever they became hmm. a church, like a bishop or something, they changed their name. What were you saying, Christian? So, Micah, your middle name is James. Yeah, but is it actually Jacob then or what? <laughs> So what do I write on my social security stuff? Like Jacob or Jane? I'm so confused. I don't know. Give me your number and I'll tell you. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you my credit card number too. Um, so that's your that hum, that's interesting. moment right there. Yamas is actually Jacob. Jacobus. It's, 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 yeah, it's Jacobus. It's, it's a soft J. James. Oh, hey. All right. Here you, here you go. I, wanna, I, I looked it up for you. This is from the Reader's Digest in Canada. So it's got to believe it's real. <laughs> I mean, I Abraham mean, Lincoln said everything you read on the internet's true. <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> you, you can trust Canadians. If, if there's anything. I know. Hey, you ain't wrong about that. I will yeah. say I can confirm that. They're trustworthy, eh? All right. So here's what they say. And I think you guys are right. The way we use middle names today originated in the middle ages. Uh-huh. The Europeans couldn't decide between giving their child a family name or a saint name. Mm. So, so they, they gave them both? Both. Yep. The family. So your last name, name is your family name. They settled on naming their children with the given name first, and baptismal name second. So, so why not boom. just? Oh, okay. We missed yeah. out on our second name when we got baptized. Called it. So so you're telling me I should pick a second name? You gotta get baptized. Yeah. Man. So my name isn't Garrett anymore. So I'm gonna sh- go with. Sh- no, it'd be your middle name. It'd be your your middle name. <laughs> I want mine to be Belteshazzar. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can refer to me as belt from here on out <laughs> shimangalon what <laughs> is that similarly his cousin <laughs> yeah. oh boy that was a good anyway so talking about james or jacobus thanks for um, answering our question yeah <laughs> christian i was uh that was gonna haunt me for a while i got um, you guys thank you canada so hey a lot of the issues that people have with um not issues but a lot of the when, when people read James, the contradiction they see comes from James 2.14, where he says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but does not have works, can such faith save him? And so they're kind of like saying, well, Paul says that we're justified by faith, but James says, what's the point of having faith if we don't work? And so in, in this sense, someone would misconstrue what James is saying and say, but we we have faith, but we works are just as important as faith. But James isn't saying that works are more important than faith. He's saying that they complement faith. Um, he, he goes on to say in, in verse 20, he says, senseless person, are you willing to learn that faith without works is useless? Wasn't Abraham, our father, justified by works and offering Isaac, his son on the altar? You see that faith was active together with his works. And by works, faith was made complete, and scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham made God, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. So what James is saying is, he's saying, you know, just because we say we are justified by faith doesn't mean our actions are pointless. He's saying our faith, what he's, he, he brings Abraham back into the fold like Paul did, and he says, um, Faith was active together with his works, and by works, faith was made complete. So our faith is what saves us. It's what justifies us. But our works are what show 
our faith. Mm. You know, if we don't have works and we're just, we say, I believe in Jesus, but then we go walk down and um, just go into a bar and get plastered drunk or something like that. You know, the people at that bar are going to say, I don't think that person's a Christian because they're not <laughs> acting like one. You know, we're justified by our belief, but our works prove what we believe. And so the two go in hand in hand in, in the words of James, faith is made complete by our works. Our works aren't what saves us. It, it's what completes our faith. Yeah. And, and it's also um, the, the, our works are the result of our faith. Yeah. Um, what, what we believe dictates what we do. And that, that is across the board period for any religion, any, you know, for anyone on, that walks this earth, I think unanimously we could agree what you believe is how you act. I mean, is how you should act. Yeah. What, whatever you believe that is, you know, if, if I believe I, you know, whatever, I can't even think of anything on top of my head, but I think that would be a universally accepted idea, whether it's uh, applied to Christian faith or whether it's applied to the Muslim faith or whatever. Um, the idea that what I believe is dictates what I choose to do. Um, and <clears throat> you look at Galatians, I think one of these, another one of these, it's, um, interesting as he gets Paul gets to the fruits of the spirit at the end of Galatians in chapter five. And so before that in chapter five, he's listing, uh, he's talking about life by the spirit. And so uh, he's saying live by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. And he says the acts of the sinful nature are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred. And he goes on and lists them. There's like 20,000. So I'm just going to skip ahead. And he said, uh, and the like, I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then he says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those who belonged against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and being each other. And so Paul is saying, because we have the spirit, because we're justified by faith, we receive the spirit because of the spirit, we will bear fruit mm -hmm. and we'll bear much fruit. And he said, and here's what the fruit singular is. It's all of these things. It's yeah. not necessarily that these are all individual things that we get better at. He's saying, this is, as James would say, this is the works of what you're justified by through your faith is goodness, patience, so, you know, all of those things. And he goes through and lists those. And he is saying, based on how you are justified by faith, you, you can receive the Spirit. And through the Spirit, through your faith, this is what will prove that you're justified by faith, is what you do and how you act and how you live and how you carry yourself. And so Paul and James together, and sorry, Paul and Jacob together are working together and, and saying the same thing, but... Jacob, James, is emphasizing the importance of works, not because Paul is not, but because James is clarifying and, and just giving more information yeah. to the, the fact that works go hand in hand with faith. Um, I think that would also, I think personally, I think that will, I don't know, believers and unbelievers alike, I think that would probably confuse some people because, because I, and I think it has, because basically you're saying, well, so you're saying I'm saved by faith not by what I do, but then you're also saying I need to do things that prove my faith. And that would dictate a checklist um, or like a, here's what I need to do today to be a Christian. And that's not what that's saying. Paul is saying because of your love for Christ who died for you, because you believe it, you're justified by that faith. And because of that overwhelming love and faith, your desire is to do those good things, not because you have to, but because you want to, because of what Jesus has done for you. So it's not a checklist. It's not a, here's what I need to do to be saved. It's a, I desire to do these things because of what Jesus did to save me. Um, and so there's a, again, kind of a, like we, with grace and mercy, there's almost a subtle difference, but it's major difference also. And we got to understand James context. J James, Paul is primarily writing to Gentile audiences that, you know, it's, not too much of a struggle keeping the law for them. For them, it's, you know, I, I need to learn that I'm saved by faith. I'm yeah. not saved by any other means. James is writing to people who have only known about keeping the law their entire life. And James is saying, you know, we're not getting rid of the law. The law just now becomes an indication of what saves us. We're just saying the law doesn't save us anymore. We're saved by our faith 
in him who perfected the law. And so now we work through him that's within us. Um, and that's, and that's important, important detail to um, pay attention to with, with James. And I think, so when we see James, the example he gives of Abraham offering his son Isaac, and here's what's really neat. As we're talking about justification by faith, and as we add in works, and sometimes that can get confusing. Do I have to do certain things? Here's the thing. In Genesis chapter 15, before Isaac was even born, and before Abraham even knew Isaac um, <laughs> would even make it, uh, and he would even have a son, God said to him in chapter, Genesis chapter 15, verse 6, uh, the Bible says, and he believed the Lord, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now, here's the thing. Abraham was already counted as righteous. He had already believed in the Lord. He was already justified at that moment. Now, here we see James' example of justification by works, uh, and it says, it says, Abraham, our father, was justified by his works. Now, here's the thing. Abraham was already justified. He already believed in God. He, he was already made righteous. But, the, but here the thing is, uh, the example that James gives is the proof that Abraham has been justified. And that proof was that he obeyed God. Even one of the most bizarre commands in all of scripture, God wanted him to sacrifice his own son. And in that, as Abraham is going to sacrifice his own son, even though it seems crazy, and uh, he finally, after 99 years, gets the son that he didn't think he'd ever get, he says, God, you know what? This is crazy, but I'm gonna trust you. And we see that faith that Abraham had through his work, showing that, hey, this faith that he has to even take Isaac up to the altar it is proof that he is faith and that he has mm. justified. And, and that action, it's important to remember that that action took place nine years after he was justified by faith. Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, the justification of faith came first, the proof of the faith of through works came second. Exactly. Now, he wasn't counted righteousness because of what he did with Isaac, he was counted righteous because of what he believed God was going to do in bringing Isaac. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then nine years later, when he did that, he was proved through works. Um, and then we need to always correlate that by saying God doesn't want us to sacrifice our kids because he stopped Abraham from doing it. <laughs> yeah. Abraham. Yeah, and I think getting on the, the train of just, justification of faith and, and further proving it's by faith, not through what we do, but what we do is, is proves what we believe. Uh, in John, um, we see uh, this interaction where Jesus predicts um, Peter's denial. Uh, they go, they're having this discussion, and um, Peter is saying, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. He tells Peter he's going to deny him. And then he goes on, he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. And he's talking to his disciples. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may be where I am. You know the place, you know the way to the place where I'm going. And Thomas responds, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And, I mean, here's the truth of the matter. We meet the Father. We go to the Father through Jesus and through the life of Jesus, through the death of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus. If that's true, we can't be good enough here on earth. We can't do enough good works to match that because Jesus is the perfect lamb. He is the perfect sacrifice. And so if Jesus is saying, I am the way and the truth and life, he says, I am the way, not a way. He said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. And if you've seen me, you've seen the father. And if you know me, you've known, you know the father. And so this really to me brings the justification of faith in, you know, full, full circle saying, we're saved by our faith in knowing Jesus and knowing who he is and believing what he did for us on the cross and then out of the tomb. And Jesus said, Jesus says, that's the only way. The only way is through me because I'm the, the way, the truth and the life. Uh, and so to me, that shows again, further, we're justified. We're, we're granted freedom. Um, you know, as Garrett was talking about earlier with, with law, 
Um, we are justified by our faith and our works show our justification. And our works are an example to the world. What we do is an example to all of those around us. And that's what, what Jesus tells his disciples. He says, go be like me. Go do what I did and show people the way, the truth, and the life so they can also be justified by faith through me and through what I did on the cross. There's my monologue for today. Wow, that was good. You know, what you were talking about too with the fruits of the Spirit, it's almost like um, I love others and I try to love others the best I can and I have joy and I have peace and I have patience. Why? Because I have faith in God. Yeah. Because I put my trust in, in in Jesus Christ, and because I put my belief in the God, I now have these things. And yeah. to be honest, I don't because of the Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, it's because of the Spirit. I, I would not have these things if it if it wasn't. Now you can see. Now there's lost people that you see. They have love and joy, yeah. and there's there's bits and pieces. But I know that the love I have, and the peace I have in my life, and the joy, and all those things I have because of my faith in God. Uh, that now, you know, of course I'm sealed by the spirit and then I have been given these fruits. I know that it's from God. And those are, I think you can, you can look at certain people uh, and I know you guys are like this as well. You can see certain people in their lives and you can say, man, I know that guy's a Christian. Mm -hmm. I know that girl. I know she loves the Lord. And you can see those because you see the works within their life. You know that they've been justified by their faith and, and out of their faith, is this overflow of what God is doing in their life, this yeah. overflow of good works. Right. You know, this is something Jesus talks about himself mm. in, in the gospel of John, um, John 15. <clears throat> he talks about fruit. Oh, he uses yeah. that as a metaphor as well. <laughs> um, I have an idea where you're going with this. John 15, where, where you turn there already. Um, is he, Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Every branch that does not produce produce fruit, he removes and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, the point Jesus is making here is we are given life by rooting ourselves in him. But in rooting ourselves in him, the fruit we produce is his. It's not by our own works. We're not able to produce our own nutrients. He has to provide that nutrients for us. And when we do, that's when Paul comes in and talks about the fruit of the spirit. That's what's going to pour out of us. That's what's going to literally grow out of us because of him that's within us him and who's justified in. And us. so what happens, he says in verse two, what happens to people that bear no fruit? Yeah. They're not justified by faith because they don't live with their belief, right? Because they're not showing what they believe. And he says they're going to be pruned, right? (laughs) And tossed to the side. Well, and the thing about the pruning there is he's not really just, you know, he talks, he says every branch that does not produce fruit, he removes. But then when he says, and he prunes yeah, every branch that produces right. fruit, that's, that's an important distinction to make. I used the wrong word. Make. I was talking about yeah. removing. Well, that's an important distinction prune. to make because, you know, think about pruning a tree. You're cutting something that's healthy in order to provide room for growth. And so, you know, in saying this, Jesus isn't saying just because you're justified by faith, just because you've been given life through me, doesn't mean that everything in your existence on earth is going to be easy. I'm going to cut, I'm going to prune you. I'm going to make things difficult because in the difficulty, that's where you have room to grow and show your faith, show your justification through the difficult times that you have to work in accordance with your faith. You know, Abraham, I'm sure would say, I did not want to have to go and sacrifice my son, even though I didn't sacrifice my son, um, and God stopped me from doing it, he, he would be the first to say that was an awful experience all the way around. Yeah. But in that experience, in that pruning, he was given room to grow on his faith that existed in an outpouring of his works. And so Jesus isn't just saying that everything you do when you have faith in me comes from me, but I'm going to give opportunities of uncomfortableness for your works to shine through. Um, the faith that you yeah. have yeah and for my own clarification yeah. i didn't i did say prune i i meant cut off yeah uh he's gonna cut off those who 
bear no fruit. And that's what he says before that. And then he does go into pruning and it's a good distinction that she made to clarify that for me. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, I think it's uh justification of faith. It's as we see in scripture, right? Um, that's what saves us is our belief in Jesus. Uh, that's what justifies us. That's what uh, gives us uh, bridges the gap between us and God uh, that sin created um, is the justification through Jesus' sacrifice, through our belief in Jesus' sacrifice and his resurrection uh, and the forgiveness that lies within that. So, um, And then the works is a result of what we believe. It's proof that, hey, the way you live, uh, you will know me, you'll know my disciples through their love, right? Uh, you'll know who um, who follows me by how they love and how they treat other people. Um, and that being said, as a Christian, uh, not you, Christian Naylor, but uh, as just a Christian, we should be loving more than any other society, group of people, belief system on earth. Our love should be more radical. You look at the life of Jesus, look at the radicalness. Radical nature, I would say. Yeah. Look at how radical Jesus' <laughs> love was. Um, yeah. The woman at the well, the you know, this you know, all of those all of the, the instances of Jesus when um you know, the stoning and he gets down, he's writing on the ground the sand and he's like, Hey, if you haven't sinned, you get the first stone, right? Um, and just look at the radical love of Jesus and how much, honestly, how much he was hated for it. And so then we look to ourselves and Jesus says, Hey, go be like me and make disciples of all the world. Not even just, he's not even saying, go be like me and go, go be me and be my ambassador. Be, let me be in you. Exactly. And so he's yeah. saying, be, let me, let me do the action right. and you do the passive action right. and just let me be through you. And people are going to hate you because I'm now you. Exactly. Uh, the world hated me first, he said, right? So, therefore, our love should be so radical, people hate us for it. I mean, that's kind of tough to think about. You know, it's kind of hard to swallow as a culture based on acceptance. Um, but our love should be so different that people should know, well, that dude's a Christian, right, in a negative way, or because they don't like Christians, because they didn't like Jesus, or that, wow, that dude follows Jesus, right? Like, that's a you know like that you can tell that dude loves differently than other people and i think sometimes though, or do that for all those women out there sorry i don't mean to be i think sometimes though an issue with that mindset I, I, there's nothing wrong with that mindset but the slippery slope sometimes that it presents is i want people to not like me because they didn't like jesus and that's not what we're saying we're not saying go out and make people hate you because you're living your faith but in living your faith you are going to be antithetical to the rest of the world and because you're going to be different people are going to have issues with your difference it doesn't mean you go out and strike up controversy just for the sake of controversy but that yeah well i guess when naturally when i say we're loving people i mean truly loving yeah. someone and you're not truly loving someone if you're trying to get a reaction yeah that's not true love. that's not christ's love he didn't do that and and what you're saying is correct and that's a good distinction to make but through talking about if we're loving like Christ, you're right. We're not doing that. We're not trying to get a reaction. We're not trying to be hated. We're just trying to love the people we're yeah, loving. And, and that's, you know, it's a good clarification. Um, but yeah, if, if you're loving like Christ did, it is a real love and you actually are caring for people. And my point was that you're going to be disliked for it. Yeah. And you don't go seeking that because you know, there's also a popularity with that in our culture now is being so set apart that yeah, you're, you're uh, polarizing you're either loved or hated so yeah christian do you have a scripture you're about to read yeah i, I got one just to, to finish this off if you I was gonna say you've it. been holding your bible and like spinning around the video <laughs> <laughs> i'm ready are you going to bring home the application as well all right you ready yep oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh just to kind of finish this out hey great conversation today um Justification by faith, as Derek said, it is something that might not be overlooked, but can't be undermined by us um, in, in thinking about the importance of our justification by faith uh, and that we don't have to work our way to salvation. But here's the thing, too, is we've learned, and we'll finish with this verse, James chapter 2, uh, James writes uh, in chapter 2, verse 18, he says, show me your faith apart from your works 
And then he says this, and I will show you my faith by my works. And I, I think just something we can all go out on today is, hey, how can we show people our faith by our works? Just as James wrote, he's like, look, y'all do whatever you want. I'm going to show you my faith by the things I do. Mm. That's a good thought. And that's the application too. Yeah, know. application. <laughs> Go you, do it. You uh, read the scripture, read the life of Jesus, leave the, read the characteristics of God, trust with your faith that you're justified by your faith, and then say, in that faith, the spirit has entered me, and that spirit is going to pour out of me in my works. And I'm going to show you my faith by the works that are coming out of me. So go be little Christ's yeah. today and every day. How many more? Um, and remember, Jacob was the real writer. <laughs> Jacobus. Jacobus. We have two more of these overlooked um, series right now, as of now, unless we change them. The two that yeah. I, we have written down is eschatology and ecclesiology. That, that'll be our two last series for the rest of the year oh yeah that's snap. True. we'll be finished we're gonna have like a we need new. a little advent uh at podcast episode no. next yeah. year hey, next year we'll do an advent for sure uh, dope it's lit yeah. i mean we could just skip these last two and um i think we can wrap it up no i'm saying in the next two weeks the week of christmas we could do like a one week yeah just have to record It'd it before be I earlier leave. yeah but yeah that'd be a good one yeah I'm do like a yeah Chris, cool. little christmas eve a uh, little christmas eve in, magic because we yeah. usually release on thursday so. well, i tell you what i bet i bet i bet i get on zoom with y'all on christmas eve yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could just record two in one week and yeah. do it that way but cool the incarnation is that's you know that is i like to say that's the the hinge that our faith is based upon mm. you don't the, the incarnation is the merger of theology and anthropology mm. it's it's the way that we connect to god um there's your foreshadowing maybe yeah, we'll get there so that sounds good a good one garrett want to close some prayer man yeah father god thank you for this time that we've been able to spend in your word thank you for all that have listened and and uh i just pray that you bless those that are taking the time to solidify um, their their faith to grow in their faith and i just pray that you are with us as we try to lead others to grow and as we try to grow ourselves god remind us that we're justified through what you have done because we can't do anything on our own accord to reach you but you've provided the bridge for us thank you for the love that you express through your son through your willingness to reach down to us on our behalf we love you lord it's in your son's name we pray amen